This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mix. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Oh, I saw a classic game. To college. Wolverines, you're asking me? Who's the best team in the country? To the pros. Look at what you've done the first five weeks of the season. This is a Super Bowl contender. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Ay, 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 ay. Ben Bosher, John Vicari in the studio. You're listening to the all new 100.9 FM, the mitt, the payoff. I was having such a good day. I came into work, excited to talk about the Detroit Lions. And then I got to the office and everyone here just started pissing me off talking about something I really didn't want to talk about. I've avoided making it a topic on this show because I think it's a dumb topic. At times, I think it's over talked about, but I simply can't avoid this any longer. John, yeah, I give it to you. Oh, well, I mean, if you pay attention online, sports talk radio here on sports radio under point nine, if you mid, don't live under a rock, that's a good assumption. Yeah, if you don't live under a rock, and even if you do, that's why we're here for you because you came out from under that rock and you're listening to us right now. But the talk of town today has been the potential of a trade. It was rumored about by no one within any organization, but just a hypothetical out there. Jamison Williams getting shipped to Carolina in exchange for Brian Burns. You're going to have to bring a pick along. First round pick if it's an extension to Burns' contract. Third round if Carolina is not going to extend him and Burns a pass rusher for the Panthers right now. This is the final year of his deal. But Jamison Williams, who is the 2022 first round pick of the Lions, he's out of here. And Ben, we did the sports talk cliche, and it's what I think everyone talks about just in general conversation. When you evaluate a Lions team, it's each player, what have you done for me lately? And we're in positive world because the Lions are four and one, one of their best starts in franchise history, and the expectations are so lofty. But you're going to pinpoint on some stuff, what have you done for me lately? JMO has done nothing lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely and I understand nothing. That. And that's where the conversation rooted from, this hypothetical trade that was going around, to which I said, no, the Lions aren't giving up any picks whatsoever. The Lions aren't giving up a first rounder for anybody this year. But that's not where the conversation geared towards. The conversation geared towards exactly what has Jamison Williams done for the Lions lately? Nothing. Thank you. The answer is nothing. However, how is it different from last week? Why are the Lions now supposed to try to trade Jamison Williams right now when last week there was no difference? Well, last week he didn't play. The, the, the week before last week, if you're evaluating that, right? Right. Last week was the game he played, the first game back. And, after now, after, suspension. and now this is what drives me nuts. After one game where he was away from the team for six weeks, after one poor game, in which he succeeded my expectations, we saw one drop, one bad game this season, and all of a sudden, everyone's done with the guy. Done. Everyone is rooting for this guy's downfall. (laughs) 
I'm not. No, 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 no. It's not funny. It's 100% true. There are people trying to drive this guy out of Detroit. John, could you do mm-hmm. your job if constantly there was people coming up to the studio or you saw on Twitter, oh, this John Vicari guy is awful. Well, we you know, Brad does of enough guy. of that for me. But no, in, in a series, no, no, of course. But, but I mean, don't bring up that. He's an NFL player. He's a first-round pick. I don't care what yokel, and obviously you don't want anything personal. We're not going to go into that. But there are expectations for someone. He's not a third-round pick. He's not a fourth-round pick. He's a first-round pick. And if fans want to live in the negative, which I think would be uh, this time is probably the time you would do it the least amount, but you always want to improve yourself, this hypothetical would improve the Lions. No, no, forget and the is- hypothetical. Forget the hypothetical. People are trying to get rid of Jamison Williams actively. People do not like Jamison Williams as a part of the Detroit Lions organization. And I've had enough of it. Why are we so quick to get rid of this guy and give up on him? I'm not sitting here trying to sell you this guy's going to the Hall of Fame. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you he's going to be an all-pro player. Hell, I'm not going to guarantee he's going to the Pro Bowl by any means. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is the Lions have not seen a big enough sample size to just consider him a complete and utter bust. That's an unrealistic Seven games into his career, and keep in mind, he's six and one in the games he started. The Detroit Lions are six and one in the games he started. It's not like we've been dependently needing Jamison Williams to step up and do something more for us. The Lions are winning games. The Lions have one of the best offenses in the NFL. Yet this isn't good enough for some people, and it goes back to you drafted him 12th overall. You expect more from a 12th overall pick. I get that. But he's played 106 snaps in his career. Jack Campbell's played 128. He hasn't been great. You want to get rid of him and trade him too? How has he not been great? How, first off, it's not even about being great. Jack Campbell immediately made a presence in that Kansas City game. There is what? A 40-yard jet, jet sweep is the legacy of Williams through seven games. J Mo had a touchdown in his first game played, and everyone was so quick to call him the Flash. Okay. So they were high on him. So it's against your point that from the beginning, there hasn't been, it's been based on what has been the netted result of recent games. They were high on him. Believe me, this is a, this is a market. This is a team that they believed in him. Okay. Drafting him. He's out of Alabama. He has all the intangibles. And why is that quickly turned? Why has there been a 180? Because people are irrational. No, because people are seeing, what have you done for me lately? And Jamison Williams hasn't done anything lately. He hasn't done anything at all. And you bring up the the lack of snaps. He's not making an impact. You want to get a value right now for him, and you're in a window for the Lions, and I think you'd agree with this just because we've we've talked about it last week and the beginnings of this week. This is the window to win now. I'm not debating the fact and not disputing the fact that Jameson Williams could be a key contributor on the offense next year, two seasons. He could be the 2027 Pro Bowl starting receiver, whatever. Right now... He's not a net positive. He's not a net nothing. He's a net negative. Having him on the field is a detriment right now. It can't be worse than having Marvin Jones out there. But it is because Marvin Jones had more yards last week. Just based on statistics, not based on on history or the potential, based on what I saw last week. My point is... Marvin Jones was better, right? My point is the sample size isn't big enough to say, you haven't done anything yet, therefore you are a bust and we give up on you. I... You go into Sunday, 
I had zero expectations. And let, let's you circle missed back the to first, that. Hold on. Yeah. You missed the first five, uh, four games of the season. Mm-hmm. You're inserted back in. Dan Campbell said from the very beginning, we are not looking to give this guy a tremendous workload in this game versus Carolina. They said that from the beginning. And then you look at what Jamison Williams did. He succeeded my expectations. He had two more catches than I thought he would. I didn't think he was going to do anything on Sunday, but throughout the course of the next four weeks, that's when we start to begin. Okay. Now there starts to be some sort of expectation. Now we build upon that. Now, can you start playing up like a valuable everyday guy? Can you start being a consistent threat out there? And then eventually maybe I'm not, this is almost out of the realm of expectations. Maybe you can live up to that 12th overall pick, but you don't even have to do that. The Lions offense is going to be good regardless. Just be a good wide receiver who plays every week and is some reliable target for Jared Goff. I didn't have any expectations going into the game versus Carolina, nor should we have. So now based on this one performance, we're supposed to get rid of him. Let the man play for three games healthy before we just decide his career is over. And everyone's going to go back to last year, the games he played uh, in a Detroit uniform, coming back from a torn ACL. He had one catch. We all know that. But guess what? That one catch was a 42-yard touchdown in his very first game. From the very beginning of his playing career, we thought he was the guy. Hell, I was in the building for that touchdown, and I'm telling all my friends, no, this is the guy. This dude is one of the fastest players in the NFL, and that speed is just simply unguardable at times. Then he disappears for a little bit. You get a little bit less a little bit less and eventually the season ends and you're looking at Jamison Williams like yeah it peaked at the very beginning of when he started playing but he's coming back from a torn ACL at the time how can there be any sort of expectation for that person being inserted into a top five offense at the end of the year there isn't well let's circle back to expectations and I think your expectations for Williams last week aligned with what the Lions expectations and Dan Campbell's expectations were was We'll see. We'll try, but don't expect the world, right? Is that a fair assumption? That was your expectation? Because you're saying, oh, he outperformed my expectation because your expectation was zero catches, zero targets. Basically. Why? He came off injury last year. He was coming off a suspension this year. He wasn't coming he off wasn't injury. Practicing. And he, wasn't he had practicing. games played last year. It's not like, and I'm still fine with evaluating him as a rookie because he hasn't played a full 16 yet, even though he it's hasn't his second season. He played 120 he, snaps. Okay, but there should still be higher expectations than, oh, he'll come in and he shouldn't even, he'll, he'll maybe be in the mix, but he won't be targeted. This is not a fourth round pick, a fifth round pick. This is a guy you allocated with the 12th overall pick that you drafted ahead of receivers like Jahad Dotson, like Traylon Burks. But you who, can't compare him to other first round receivers. Both got like injured. This. You can't both receive. had inj- a stints on the they injury didn't come reserve. into the year with, with a torn ACL, then had this unreplicable suspension, which. People, we can get into a different conversation of is Jamison William a culture fit for the Lions? That's a completely separate issue. But that thing has nothing to do with the suspension, which will go down in league history as one of the dumbest suspensions of all time. 
That's fine. I don't even want to get into this bench, and maybe we do after we return from the break. Circumstances but the circumstances against Jamison Williams are 100% completely unique. No one else has experienced it with the torn ACL mm-hmm. and the suspension. Mm-hmm. I'm not selling you he's going to the Hall of Fame. I don't but what to. I'm saying is he has not had a big enough sample size for us to sit here and call him a bust. Now, we play against the Bucks on Sunday, and all of a sudden, there's three more drops and zero and on three targets. Then we're having a different conversation, but you can't just look at one game that he's playing truly healthy after coming off of a suspension and decide, you know what? I'm done with him. You mentioned you his need touchdown. need to give him more time. His touchdown last year was on his first game as a lion, correct? Yes. It was his first catch. What did he do after? Like you bring up the injury, which is fine and say in, in a hypothetical, oh yeah, he had the touchdown the last game of the season in green Bay. And it was an ever evolving process. He came out of the gate with a touchdown score and then the rest of the year had one jet sweep. So arguing the injury point would have some merit he, if, oh, he came on late in the season. John, he had a couple grabs John, here and there, but then the touchdown late, he had the touchdown right out of the box. John, he played less than 25% of the snaps every game in 2022. But a first round pick and I'm, I'm they fine. They didn't want him out there. Why? He had a touchdown his first game. Why wouldn't they want him out there? Because they were nurturing an ACL tear. That's usually a two-year recovery period. That's not something that's, oh, well, you're good to go now, and you're at 100%. You have to relearn how to run, how to cut, how to plant. I don't think last year should count at all against Jamison Williams. Do you know how hard it is to just insert someone into the offense week 13? So why would the Lions Someone do it then when they were contending for a playoff spot? Why even ha- just have him rest the rest of the season? Because you have to get him a little bit of experience, to say the least. You're not going to go out there and have him play every single snap the same way that even though he wasn't coming off an injury, he didn't play every single snap on Sunday. You can't put that sort of expectation on him. That expectation's over. He might never play like the 12th overall pick should, but that doesn't mean he's going to be a complete and utter zero for the rest of his NFL career. 989-837-6125. Again, 989-837-6125. That's the number to the Fricks Sports and Bar text line. I want to hear from everyone else. Are you done with Jamison Williams, or are you at least willing to give him a couple weeks healthy out of the suspension? John's over here ready to... Sink him in a river. Oh, come on. I like the guy. It's just he's a nothing right now. We'll get to the text next. You're listening to the 100.9 FM, The Payoff. Step one, wake up. Step two, Michigan sports. The Great Lakes Bay region begins its day with X's and bros. Hey, it's Anthony Bellino. Listen to me weekday mornings from 6 to 9 right here on Sports Radio 100.9, The Mid. The Mid. When it comes to a gun suicide attempt, all it takes is a moment. Heather and I had an argument just like any other couple. I was lost. I had snapped. I had a gun, and I was going to take my own life. Heather helped me realize that there was still a life to live for the better of myself, my family. My weapon is now safely put away. A moment of crisis can happen to anyone. Store your guns, locked, unloaded, and away from ammo. Hear more safe stories at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though. What's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, 
we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy, he's less stressed, and he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house, he's getting some exercise, and he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in Michigan high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by the MHSAA and the Michigan Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. When you're high, you feel different. Pretty obvious, right? You think different, talk different, but if you feel different, you drive different. So if you're high, just don't drive. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. I refuse to be done with Jamison Williams. Call me nuts. Call me crazy. But I'm going to, when the stock is at an all-time low, this is when you buy. Not putting my entire life savings on the guy by any means. But when everyone's counting him out, Everybody wants to trade Jamison Williams away because John says he's a negative out on the field. I'm going to buy a little bit of stock right now because there's no way it gets worse than this. Jamison Williams still has a semi-high ceiling in this league. I will stand by that. He was one of the best college wide receivers I've ever seen in my entire life. Senior year, 15 games, 15 touchdowns, 1,600 Yards. Those are bonker numbers. And I get it. That's a long time ago. It's before a torn ACL. It's before a suspension. But based on what we've seen so far, based on the circumstances, I'm not ready to give up on him, John. I'm just not. And that you mentioned the value for him. Hey, yeah, on paper, first round pick, 12th overall. Carolina should take that because that looks good. Bringing him with Bryce, Bryce Young, reuniting him. That'll be good. The Lions need a pass rusher. They don't need a receiver who's done nothing. Again, down the line, it'd be great. And maybe in a couple of years, like you said, Williams might turn into a player. He might turn into a player somewhere else. Maybe, you know, we circle back to this trade. He does get traded. And then this is, this is you know, something that ignites him. Look back at a Kadarius Tony, who was a nothing in New York and then won a Super Bowl in Kansas City. It might happen like that. Don't play devil's it advocate. Might. You were just ready to burn this guy I, down. But right now... This short window of what the Lions have, and, and whether it's small or not, we can get into to it as well, but the window is this year. It's next year. And we'll another pass runner, up, another Williams pass rusher. We'll know by then if Jamison, by, well, so, by, by the end of the year, by the end of the year, we'll know if Jamison Williams is a bust or not. Right now, his first game back, no, I'm not ready to say it. I'm not ready to call him a bust either, but I'm ready to call him something that you can trade for when you have, you have a... And, and maybe you don't ever have enough receivers or enough defensive ends or whatever, but he's not a portion right now. He's not an aspect of the Lions' offensive attack, right? He's not. And no. they're four and one with him. Uh, uh, and without what happens him, in a way. if he develops so, into literally anything? But what happens if you bring per- Burns into the pass rush for the Lions? What it's, it's even stronger. The, what from happens a guy if who the maybe, fastest player on your team is semi-good. It, it's trading potential for what we know right now is a stud. 
if, if we were to execute along those lines with Burns, right? A pass rusher who's proven his work against a maybe, against a high ceiling, against a very high potential. Oh, he's really quick. Did you see what happened in the, you know, Bama game against Auburn? Right now, it's nothing. And I'm hoping it, it turns into something because obviously, you know, the trade's probably not going to be executed this week because it's just been thrown out there as a hypothetical. The Lions, it hasn't been something reported. The Lions but, aren't going to give up on Jamison Williams one game into the season. They're just not going to do it. No, They're because they invested a first-round pick on him. Exactly. So stop fake trading him. I get it. He hasn't been what you wanted out of uh, the 12th overall pick. Jameer Gibbs hasn't been what you wanted out of the 12th overall pick, but no one's trying to trade Jameer Gibbs. But the running back position's different. There's only so many shares to go around. How many receivers are on the field at once? And Montgomery's living to his bill. And Gibbs has been doing a whole lot more, even though you may still want some more from him. I get that. He's done a lot more, which is comparison to Williams. Nothing. He's done a lot more than nothing. Yes or no, Jameer Gibbs has been disappointing. Yes or no? Of course. Of course. Yes. Do you want to trade him? Yes or no? No. Do you think he can still be a good player? Yes or no? Of course. It's Jamison Williams, the exact same thing. He can still be a... I, I, I just can't stand he that could there's be. people and, out here saying, you know what? No matter what happens, this guy's a bum. This guy's a bum. He can't catch this. He can't catch that. I don't care. I'm still treating this like his first couple. Ga- <sighs> Based on if I'm you had a treating sh- this yeah. like his first couple of games of his entire career. Let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. The rookies this year, Zay Flowers, 289 snaps. Mm-hmm. Quinton Johnston. 80 snaps. JSN, 121 snaps. Okay. All of those guys have combined almost five times as many snaps as Jamison Williams. Guess which one of those guys has a touchdown? I'm guessing none. None. Jamison Williams is the only one. So are you going to tell me he's been more efficient than those guys? No, but he's the, those guys have actually played games and have catches because you're just cherry-picking the touchdown thing. Those guys have had catches right. in games this year. Right. Williams hasn't even had that. I'm not even asking for a touchdown from him yet. But these guys It'd have be had nice. such bigger sample sizes. But they have yes, You just said a have. guy who's played 80 yes, snaps overall. Jackson Smith and Jibba has what? 80 snaps overall. That's less than Williams has. He has 121. So that's 14 more snaps. And that's are not, we ready that's to not call 300 And more. do we know exactly what JSN is in this league No, yet? but he also wasn't drafted no last answers. year, and he also wasn't drafted 12th overall. And, th- and again, I go back to the point. Jamison Williams' circumstance is completely unique. If he doesn't get suspended, again, the dumbest suspension in NFL history <laughs> to start this season, this could be a completely different conversation. Hell, Jamison Williams could have two touchdowns by now. We have no idea. The suspension set him back so far that I still view this as some of his, the first games he's ever played healthy. Not to mention he didn't get to practice six weeks leading up to this game. We're talking about the result and the product because that's what we do in Sports Talk Radio. How about just being targeted? I mean, to, to circle back to this, and, and I have a couple stats of other players, and we ran through this during the pre-show about, okay, Jahan Dotson, who the Lions could have had instead of Williams, who spent some time on the injured list and has produced more. Traylon Burks, who's also not very good, but he's actually produced more in the first seven games played. 
just like Williams has because Williams has played seven games but in it, total. You have I'm to not look even at asking for results. You He's have not to look even... at the snaps because Jamison Williams is playing 16, 17, 16, 17, 20 percent of the team snaps you can't do it based off of games it's it doesn't compare okay so when we're doing the percentage of snaps when he's actually on the field is he being used i mean basically he's a glorified decoy at this point right the secondary is gonna be alert to him because okay it's a new guy on the field he has a lot of speed on the outside but the lions don't actually use him he's a glorified decoy and if you're fine with the first round pick being a decoy and the Lions offense keeps going this way, but why does then this all have good to on be you. how his career goes? Why is it? It doesn't. This is how he's going talking, to be the rest of his We're talking about career. the here and now. Like you mentioned earlier, and I'm willing to give you that point. He could be, because it's hard to argue against potential, and when a first-round pick, the potential should be there. He could be a guy who is a Hall of Famer one day. He is a guy who okay, could be a pro. Well, I, I mean, he's a first-round pick. Let's he's put a first-round pick. Let's put it but this way. But you're already saying, oh, no, he can't. He's a first-round pick. They draft him 12th overall. They only thought, I mean, the Lions had the 12th pick, so they couldn't have picked earlier, obviously, without a trade. But he was regarded as one of the best receivers in that class. Mike Williams broke his neck at Clemson and in his rookie season only had 11 catches the entire year. Then he developed Mm -hmm. into one of the best receivers in the NFL. Maybe not one of the 10 best, but certainly had a season where he was one of the 15, 20 best receivers. There's no reason that with the raw athleticism and speed Jamison Williams brings to the table, there's simply no reason he can't do it, uh, can't do something along those Mike Williams line, that Mike Williams line. Sure, but the future is now. In three or four years, him being an all-star receiver. Not saying in three or four years. Okay, then what are you saying? By the end of this season. By the end of this year, we will know whether or not Jamison Williams is good at football. You Mm -hmm. can't do it based off of a, a game this Sunday his first truly healthy game in the NFL where he... You oh, say that, though. I, I'm not willing to give you that. The first he truly healthy. Play, he I, only I don't played get that. 66% of the snaps. He still is not getting up to the level that you want your a potential number one wide receiver to get to because they're looking to work his way back in. They said it from the beginning. They did not want to overwork him at the be- at, at the when he came back from his suspension. They mm-hmm. said it last year, too. They weren't going to overwork him. Look what they're doing with Jameer Gibbs. So, they're so maybe easing, it's... They're easing Jameer Gibbs into this uh, into the offense. Yeah. They're easing Jack Campbell in. They're taking these guys, these young players, and asserting them into a role very slowly over time. That's a, that, that, They're treating Jamison Williams like they're treating a rookie. So far, that stuff has worked out for the Lions. There's no reason over the next four weeks we can't see major development in Jamison Williams, and that doesn't mean he's going to be one of the best young wide receivers in the NFL, but it can mean he can be a good one. And this may work out where you can develop and still win. You could develop these ancillary pieces in Gibbs, in Williams, who are first round and should be. What first round picks should do is contribute right away, but you can get away with developing based on the Lions' schedule and based how their offense has looked. But I want to emphasize this point. I guess it's just this unique situation because every other team doesn't tra- uh, treat their first-round pick like that. A first-round pick's actually going to be in the mix. You force him in the mix because, and you're a big component of Brad Holmes and draft picks because he's a first-round pick. Yeah, and This yes, is a completely so different conversation and probably not gifts. even a conversation if um, you know he's drafted in the fourth or fifth round. This is a first-round pick. And you also mentioned Gibbs is somewhat of a point. Campbell made an impact right away. 
but was barely playing. He was barely playing. Immediately. Regardless of whether he made, it, yeah, yes, he made an impact, Gibbs but he was barely playing and touches. did not see. Jack Campbell did not see a snap increase from game one to game two. They kept him very limited. Now think about it like this. Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell, the two first round picks this year, are barely even playing. Jameer Gibbs didn't even play, and, and David Montgomery's looking like he's one of the six, seven best running backs in the league. Now you have the whole season for these guys to develop, and the Lions are four and one right now. Think about how much better the Lions could be if their first round rookies start playing like them. And they haven't even given them, given them the opportunity to do so yet. And maybe once they do give them the opportunity, they really do develop into something special. That's how you should be looking at Jamison Williams right now. Not thinking, all right, if you don't perform right now, you're done. That's not what they're doing to Jameer Gibbs. That's not what they're doing to Jack Campbell. To put X, because expectations has sort of been the word of the day. What are your expectations for Williams next week? Like, I, I just want to see I, it's him been play. a coddling of him. It's been a coddling of him in, in, in recent, in the recent weeks, obviously, and coming back from the suspension, which is fine. When does the expectation become real? Like, when is the expectation for you? Oh, he plays 90% of snaps. Week 14, week right 15. This week. Next week. So this, this week. week. So all the, I want to see is him play 90%. So I, this week I'm he should be a fixture in the offense. Yes. And if he doesn't perform. Then he's the worst player in the NFL. Uh, no, you don't have to say that. Then he's the worst player that, in but, the NFL. But, but 989-837-6125. Is Jamison Williams a bust? Is Jamison Williams going to be good? Is Jamison Williams someone you consider trading. I just want to hear from everyone else. But why does the expectation rise so much from week one to week two? Because he's actually practicing. They said they were going to ease him in. That's one That's week to 90% me. 90% of the snaps is not easing him in. When he get half the snaps this week? He, play, he played and then 66% he get, of the snaps on Sunday. Okay. Let's have that number bump to 80-85. Like a reasonable wide receiver. I mean, he's wide receiver two on this team at best. Have him play the Marvin Jones snaps. And let's actually see what he's made of. I'm for 989-837-6125. That's a sports, the Frick Sports Bar and Grill text line. I want to hear from you. We'll keep the Lions conversation going on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Payoff. In life, there are a few rare instances where it's okay to give nothing and get a whole lot of something in return. Take the Casasa Cash Checking Account from Jolt Credit Union, for instance. There's no minimum deposit and no minimum balance requirement. So you pay nothing to open the account, no monthly fees to keep it running, and yet you can earn up to 5% APY in dividends month after month. Open your Jolt Credit Union Casasa Cash Checking Account at joltcu.com slash Cash. APY equals annual percentage yield. Federally insured by NCUA. See website for details. As Garber Chevrolet's Craig Lang explains, today's consumer is choosing value over price point. Yes, 100%. And I'm going to take it a step further and say who you do business with and what do they do? What are they doing in the community? Now, I'm not going to say Garber does all this because if it wasn't for faithful patrons and customers that do business with us on a consistent basis, we wouldn't be able to support the community like we do. But because they support us, we are able to give a good amount of dollars and support to our community and I'm the first to say, do business local. Do business with people that are doing business with you. Make sure you're giving to your community. Make sure you support. And that support isn't just, here's some money. That support is, here's some money. How can we get involved? How can we help? That, my friend, is exactly what we're all about. Because we're doing something with what we have. We're not just saying, here's some money. We're actually supporting the community and showing up and supporting with our faces and our love and our, our work. Garber Chevrolet, corner of Saginaw and Eastman in Midland. Online at GarberMidland.com. 
It's time to think about your pig. You know, the propane tank in your backyard that heats your home. Well, there's no better company to fill your pig than Forward Energy, covering over 20 counties. Forward Energy is a family-owned and operated propane supplier that's fueled area homes, farms, businesses, and hunters and anglers since 1925. Fill your pig this year. Visit forwardenergy.com to find out about new customer pricing and programs. With Forward Energy. Midland Golf Headquarters is your place for everything golf. Indoor simulators, fully stocked pro shop with your favorite brands, and an outdoor range with new and improved turf for the 2023 season. Midland Golf Headquarters offers a season pass that enhances your golf HQ experience. Purchase a season pass and receive unlimited premium range balls. Hit as many as you need at any time. Visit the website at MidlandGolfHQ.com or call 989-750-7117. Midland Golf Headquarters, Commerce Drive, just north of the Midland Mall. The doctors at Midland Eye Care want you to know a comprehensive eye exam is the only way to protect and detect vision-related disease. It goes beyond improved vision from glasses or contact lenses. Many common eye diseases such as glaucoma, diabetic eye disease, and age-related macular degeneration often have no warning signs. A dilated eye exam is the only way to detect these diseases in their early stages. This message brought to you by Midland Eye Care, your vision source on Eastman Road in Midland, on Cedar and Gladwin, and now on East Washington in Freeland. If you served, we want you to get the health care and benefits you earned. We want you to come to VA. There's never been a better time to apply. Under a new law called the PACT Act, we've expanded VA care and benefits to millions of people who served and their survivors. No matter where you served or how long you served, check out va.gov PACT to learn more about what VA can do for you and your family. Come, come to, to VA. VA. I'm a pretty great multitasker. I can wash dishes and do laundry. I can roller skate while walking my dog. I can even order lunch while doing my homework. But I can't use my phone while driving. A distracted driver is one of the leading causes of death in the United States. So when it comes to driving, please, don't be a multitasker. Don't drive distracted. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. I'm, I'm just not ready to give up on Jamison Williams. After one game this season in which he's truly playing healthy, only played 66% of the snaps, once that number goes up and we're actually seeing a Jamison Williams that is a part of the game plan, that's when I'll start to judge whether or not he's a bust or not. Until then, I'm going to hold off. But Brian Burns in that pass rush, though. I hate you. <laughs> also reading a report that uh, former Michigan State Spartan, Miles Bridges, has a warrant out for his arrest. But that's a story for oh, a different geez. day. Let's go to the injury report. All right, couple of Detroit, <laughs> couple of Detroit Lions uh, coming back from injury. Amonra St. Brown limited in practice today, dealing with an abdomen uh, abdomen injury. I expect him to be back versus the Bucks. He almost played versus the Panthers, but should be back. Taylor Decker also limited in practice, ankle injury. He's been dealing with that for a couple of weeks. I don't think that's anything to worry about. Those who did not practice include Jameer Gibbs dealing with a hamstring injury. Zonovan Knight with a shoulder injury. He was seen leaving the locker room with an arm sling. Jonah Jackson, the starting left guard, was seen leaving the locker room with a walking boot after the game on Sunday. So 
maybe expect Graham Glasgow and Vitae to be the two starting guards. James Mitchell, third string tight end, who cares? Brian Branch also did not practice. Hoping to get him back as soon as possible. And then Emmanuel Mosley, poor yeah. guy. Yeah. Played two snaps as a Detroit Lion and tore his other ACL. It's a tough scene. No, I mean, the secondary injuries have been really unfortunate for a group that had a lot of uh, hope for this year, you know, that that was a major improvement from last season, and then the injury bug has hit. Definitely need Branch back. Definitely need Branch back. Hoping by the end of the year, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's semi-available. That would be the hope. But that's beyond the point right now. <laughs> I want to get back to the Jamison Williams thing because I don't think enough people understand the fact that you just you just can't write this guy off based on what we've seen simply because we haven't seen a fully healthy Jamison Williams who's actually a part of the game plan. That's the difference, I think, right now that we're, we're literally talking about. Um, you know, that's that's what's coming out of this conversation. If you ask me, he has not actually been a part of any Lions game plan so far in his career. So I don't think you can judge his performance and make any conclusions so far. I'm still treating him like he's a rookie in his first five games. Yeah, this will be his eighth upcoming. You mentioned a good point and bringing it into the injury report. He got 66% of the snaps last week. Mm -hmm. St. Brown didn't play last week. So he's going to have an uptick in snaps with the receiver one coming back? I sure hope so. If they if that's if gonna un, happen, if they're unwilling to pay, and him, he was in the him. game plan last week. I, I wouldn't Kinda. say he was at the forefront, but sixty six percent of the snaps to, is. And this week, you would you already set the expectation, and you could change it if you want, but you set the expectation that you expect an uptick in snaps. Certainly do. If With there's St. Not, Brown back in the fold, if there's we not hope. an uptick in snaps, if he's still doing sixty six percent of snaps or less then it's a problem. But they said from the very beginning they were going to work this guy back in. He wasn't even supposed to play versus Carolina. He wasn't even supposed to play versus the Bucs. So at the end of the day, you got two more catches out of him than you should have based on his suspension. Now you're looking to increase his workload a little bit more at practice, a little bit more. And then now you are seeing that translate to the game. This is happening one week at a time. So don't write the guy off one game into the season. The only game in which he's played his NFL career 100% healthy. You say the original plan wasn't to have him play against Carolina and Tampa. The expectations change when he comes back from the suspension, though. I mean, if you want to say, okay, well, it's, oh. it's, it's just something that wouldn't have been there in the original uh, portion of the season when we're looking at preseason expectation that adjusts with him coming back. You're and, not just going to keep him on the sideline for two weeks to watch. And if the, and if the suspension was held and he was actually suspended six games, yes. I bet you he wouldn't have played 70% of the snaps versus Baltimore. It would have been no different. They were not in a rush to get this guy back. And quite frankly, it didn't matter. They put up 42 points and he barely did anything for the offense. He barely had any production and it didn't matter. Now imagine you slowly start increasing his workload a little bit more and now you're actually utilizing his speed as a weapon. Again, I want to reiterate, this is one of the fastest players in the NFL. He was nasty with it in college at Alabama. A consensus top five pick. 
a consensus best wide receiver in the in, in all of college football. He is he was special. He really was. So I don't think one game in to a healthy career, you can just write this guy off. Sure, the expectations have adjusted, but it's because of unreplicable circumstances. The torn ACL and the suspension, which again, the dumbest suspension in the history of the NFL. So I want to hear from everyone else. 989-837-6125. Again, 989-837-6125. Chime in with anything you have to say about Jamison Williams. But until then, let's switch gears. I want to change the expectation on the Lions a little bit this season. Now you, 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 you have this hype train that's building and growing and just out of control before the season starts. But I think at the end of the day, the goal was they got to win the NFC North. They got to make the playoffs. Well, now you don't just have a taste of the Lions. You have a whole spoonful of them. You have five game sample size. This game, this team is clearly going to win the NFC North. I don't even think that's a question. The Vikings are one and four and they just lost their best player to IR for the next four weeks. Green Bay's two and three. They should be one and four and they have one of the 10 worst quarterbacks in the league and the bears are just a flaming pile of garbage from the top down. It's time to adjust those expectations and aim a little bit higher. I think the goal now should be win a playoff game or else you're just one of those teams that made the playoffs and didn't come through and you don't break that 1991 streak of no playoff wins. Then what does it matter? Got to win a playoff game. So we're shifting expectations for the team. A hundred percent. Aim higher. You got to move the field goal post back. But Williams, we wait a bit now. I- yes. <laughs> because not the entire team's not. If, if, <laughs> whatever. Well, so I, I, I agree with this, uh, but there's a counter argument and I maybe will be heard from in the morning. Uh, on Sports Radio 100.9, the MIT. Why don't we enjoy what we got right now? We're already adjusting expectations. Philadelphia and San Francisco hasn't been or haven't been hindered since the preseason. They've been strong out of the gate like we expected them to be, and they've been great. Why not just enjoy the ride right now? Why are we moving the goalposts already? Because let's look down the road a little bit. This Lions team... Truly does have potential to be a one or two seed in this in this NFC. And I get it. Everyone's so high on the Niners after their beatdown on the Cowboys. Beatdown. But the Lions have the sixth easiest schedule remaining in the NFL. I went through the schedule, and I was modest about it. I think this team's going to finish 13-4. and four. I think they're going to lose either to the Ravens or Chargers. One of those two games, I'm considering a loss. Hell, for the fun of it. I'll consider the game in New Orleans a loss. And then the game against Dallas in Jerry World. They're going to lose three more games. 13 and four is in contention to be a one seed. You look at who the Eagles have left. Miami, Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas again, Seattle. You look at who the 49ers have left. Browns, Bengals, Jaguars, Eagles, Ravens. Dallas has the fourth hardest schedule remaining chargers, Eagles, Seahawks, Eagles, bills, Miami, and the lions. The lions have a cupcake schedule the rest of the way. Basically, there's no reason at the end of the day, at the end of the season, this team is simply going to be competing for a one seed. Whether or not they actually grab that is a different story, but they're going to be a top three seed. I can almost guarantee that. 
Look ahead at the schedule. They've got cupcakes remaining. So if you're going to go 13 and four, hell, let's be modest. 12 and five, you can't lose in the first round of the playoffs. That can't be all flowers and daisies. And we had a fun year. If you don't want a playoff game, what does it matter? It's just another season in which you didn't win one. And the streak continues. So a failure with no playoff win. Failure with no playoff win. Got to readjust Moving expectations. the goalposts. Got to love it. You expect more. You have to. You crave it. You have to. Because, look, again, I want to reiterate the schedule. The hardest part of the Lions schedule is already done. It's over. You beat Kansas City. You beat Green Bay and Lambeau. The toughest games the Lions have left are at Dallas, who, quite honestly, this defense is not as special as we thought it was after Trevon uh, Diggs got hurt. This game against the Bucks, the Ravens team, which you don't know which version of you're getting on a week-to-week basis, and this Chargers team that can't stop me and you from getting into the end zone. That's it. That's it. They should be favored every other game. So why should I not expect them to win a playoff game? That's got to be the new goal. We're setting new goals. We're setting new expectations around here. I, I mean, I, I agree with you in, in this point. I, I think, especially in life, you produce at a certain level, people expect more from you. And that's what we're expecting, or at least Ben is expecting from the Lions. It just, it, it definitely feels cool to, cool to talk about. And I'm sure this resonates more with you than with me, who's, you know, still getting into, getting into this. Uh, but this should be, ex- this should be the expectation, right? I mean, mm-hmm. It's a team that is four and one through the first five. And you mentioned the schedule. And I think that has a big part uh, in it as well. This schedule is a team that didn't make the playoffs last year's schedule. And a couple of opponents, honestly, like you've, you mentioned, I thought the Ravens chargers were going to be tougher than what we've seen so far this year. Well, it could be, they could the Ravens are, could. Uh, could be a good football team next Sunday. They could be one of the worst. It just completely depends how yeah, Lamar Jackson very, plays. Hot and, cold. and the Chargers will score. That's going to be a shootout. Yes. But the Lions defense is actually good. The Chargers have like the worst defense in all of football. They can't stop Kaz Tech. They're <laughs> Kaz awful. Tech. Yeah. Ever heard of them? No. Get more familiar with, with Detroit high schools, John. Hey, Kaz Tech. No, the, educate fo- me right now before we go to break. Kaz it's a high Tech. school in Detroit. They, they're spitting out college players. Yeah, they're spitting out college players every year. You're acting like one I know. It, uh, one of the best. One of the best. Where, where in Detroit? I don't know. Metro, oh Metro Detroit. I'm not from Detroit. 989-837-6125. That's the sports. Uh, the Frick Sports Bar and Grill text line. You're listening to the payoff presented by the Forward Corporation. We'll get the Red Wings next. Joel Volk is a corporate account executive within the Great Lakes Loons Ticket Office. And if you know Joe, you know he's passionate, particularly about making your life easy as a manager or director of your company, helping create experiences for your employees and clients. Here's Joe. The Great Lakes Loons would like to thank everyone that came out for our corporate hospitality in 2023. It was a record year. Lasorda's Landing, our luxury suites, the pier, the shoreline, the party peninsula, the Northern Lights picnic area all had record years. And hopefully we did a great job of creating cell phone moments for your group your customers, and your coworkers. Well, looking at 2024, we want to do it again. If you're looking for some quality time with customers or maybe a way to reward employees or just a family or a work get-together, a Great Lakes Loons venue has what you need. 
whether it's dinner and baseball with the Northern Lights picnic area, whether it's a luxury suite or something simple and casual like the pier or the shoreline or the party peninsula, give us a call and we can make it happen. Midland Eye Care wants you to know, according to a 2011 study conducted by the AOA, the Optical Laboratories Association, and the Vision Council, nearly half of all glasses ordered online had either prescription errors or failed to meet minimum safety standards. Internet orders often result in incorrect prescriptions or other problems costing consumers time and money. Health and safety trump convenience when it comes to eyewear. This message brought to you by Midland Eye Care, your vision source on Eastman Road in Midland, on Cedar and Gladwin, and now on East Washington in Freeland. Touchdown, MSU! All day, All day it's, it's Michigan. Michigan. That roar that was coming through. We gonna show who the real Lions are. That, that was the roar of every Lions fan in this state. Our teams, our towns. The Lions, the Spartans, the Wolverines, the Saginaw Valley League, the Tri-Valley, and the Jackpot. The Great Lakes Bay region has one home for the best Michigan football coverage. Michigan, man! Michigan man. This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Michigan. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the MHSAA and the Michigan Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. High school sports don't just happen. There's a ton of work that goes into every single athletic event. And we have our school's athletic director to thank for a lot of it. Thank you. For scheduling officials so I can always play the game I love. For ordering quality athletic equipment so I can stay safe on the field. For mentoring my coaches so they can be the best role models for me. For coordinating transportation so I can get focused for the big game. For helping us develop character and learn lessons that will benefit us for the rest of our lives. Thank you to our AD for always creating a positive experience for us. We'll never forget it. From all of us at the NIAAA, thank you to every athletic administrator in Michigan for all you do to enrich the lives of your students. It does not go unnoticed. This message presented by the NIAAA, the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Michigan. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. The payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. The conversation today is about Jamison Williams. Unfortunately, I hate talking about this because I think it's unfair to try to send this guy off and sink his ship while doing it. But you know what? The inter- just internet went just too wild today. I walked into the office and the first thing Brad and John told me was, oh, are we going to trade Jamison Williams? <laughs> it's your boy, Jimmy C, CMU. Let's and, then, and then the huge show, which was earlier today on Sports Radio 100.9 The Mid, he, he he opened with it. Right. 
Let's, sure. Let's look at the uh, the Frick Sports Bar text line. I'm not thinking trade. I'm, I'm not thinking trading him. But something that would pique my interest is JMO and a second, and this year second, and maybe a later pick in the following year for Devonte Adams. What a great idea! Let's send the troubled Jamison Williams to Las Vegas, where his dreams will go down the toilet. Dude, that Jimmy G and Williams connection. Whew. No, I. I mean. I don't know if is that enough to move Adams who no I, I don't think it's so. gonna be a first round pick to move <laughs> Adams it's a good uh, idea yeah. sure I'd love Devontae Adams on the who Lions won? but I think oh my god that'd be pretty the, sweet Jimmy uh, Jamison Williams in Vegas that that is a scary scary combination why is that well you know everyone thinks Jamison Williams is this awful human being mistakes get made in Vegas are you saying Seems there's, like, there's uh, avenues to gamble out there is that what you're trying to say <laughs> Do they have, do they, have, I don't know. Do they have like game? Do they have like casinos and stuff like that? Um, they might. They, oh, okay. I think there's, there's one. Okay. Something like that. As long as he does it outside the hotel. <laughs> uh, but uh, by the way, on the text line, leave your name. We, we want to know who's talking to us, right. you know, uh, at, at the end there. All, all it takes is the name, not the last name, just the first name, but no, we want that, your first yeah, last social name, security social number, security right? number <laughs> your address. Okay. Yeah. No, just, just, just give us the first name. But yeah, no. I mean, you need you need a uh, a little more to move Adams. But and let's circle back at this one final time. A first, uh, or just what Carolina, the proposed hypothetical, because Carol, I want to be straight. Carolina didn't propose this trade. The hypothetical this that you read today. Happen. But you, if it's if it was happening. if it was placed forward, you wouldn't you wouldn't want that. No. Okay. I'm not I'm willing right. to give up first round picks ever. All right. Especially when you have to pay the guy you're getting. John, there was hockey. Or use him as a rental. Or use him as a rental for a Super Bowl. No, there was. There was. There was a lot of uh, hockey last night. It it was good to see back in the fold. Detroit obviously opens up their season Thursday. That's going to be out in Newark, New Jersey against the Devils, a playoff team. And tomorrow we're going to talk about why Stevie Y has some pressure on him. Yeah, as we should. But I'll tell you, you know, last night we uh, I watched the Kraken and they they lost the Golden Knights. And you had uh, like we just mentioned with the Devils. That's where the Red Wings are going to open up. Those are two teams, New Jersey, Seattle, that had very low expectations coming into last season. ESPN, The Athletic, wherever you want to look for NHL prediction standings and and projections last year, had them nowhere near the postseason. Mm -hmm. Devils beat my Rangers last year in the first round. The Kraken, in their second year of existence, with the expansion rules tinkered, because they were benefiting Vegas, the NHL sort of reversed it to hinder Seattle, who had only 60 points as a team in an 82-game season in their inaugural season. Their head coach was already on the, uh, you know, on the hot chair there, uh, and Seattle made the playoffs and went 100 uh, over 100 points. So there isn't that playoff expectation from any national outlet for the Red Wings, but they got to take a step up. Uh, in this season, and you never know in that Atlantic division. It, it, it feels like a gauntlet right now, and we'll get into it more tomorrow. You know, you have Boston, who was the best team in NHL history last year, disappointed in the playoffs, but got there. Toronto, Buffalo got better, Ottawa. But to me, that's a crapshoot. Where the Metropolitan sort of plays the way it does every year, Atlantic's a crapshoot. Here's the thing, and, John. And, and Detroit has the place the pieces in in place you get to bring it uh, that's exactly the point i was gonna make you don't trade for to yeah. to not make the playoffs 
I get at least it. that be the I, expectation. I understand the division is loaded. I East don't loaded. care. There's teams every year projected not to make the playoffs, like you mentioned, that succeed expectations. It's about time the Red Wings finally do that. Yeah, and it's about time they finally get a 40 goal score. I mean, I, I, I did the research today. Marion Hosa is the last 40 goal scorer for the Red Wings, which just like pretty much took me aback. Like, I don't even know how Dotsuk in those final years didn't have a 40 goal season. Marion Hosa in the 2008 season, it's been 14 years since you've had a 40 goal score. That cannot happen in Hockey Town, but it has for the Red Wings and hopefully Debrinket or, hey, how about Larkin uh, doing that as well? We'll see. Larkin? Larkin. <laughs> yeah, Larkin. Think uh let's let's you know get into his prime. Right. Uh John. Yeah. Alex Debrinkit. Mm-hmm. Is he someone who moves the needle to become uh, you know, someone a team that should make the playoffs? Like again, and we're gonna get into this more in depth tomorrow. The one thing that just holds me back from making that projection, it's a hope, but it's just a division. It's just like Boston, Toronto, the, these are teams that are in 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 terms of the odds, top six to win the Stanley Cup this year. Not not oh to make the playoffs. And I'm forgetting too through all this Florida. They just jumped in my head. The Panthers last year made the Stanley Cup out of the Atlantic. The Panthers lost to the Golden Knights, but that they're in your division too. So it's just like one of these teams has to take a step back. I don't know where that's coming from. That's something we're gonna I'm gonna have to analyze uh, going forward. Who takes that step back? Is it the Panthers? It's probably not the Lightning. You saw them last night. Uh, beat Nashville. I don't know who takes a step back for the Red Wings to take that step in. It's going to be somebody. That's, I don't know. That's it's not Montreal. Line. That's all we know. Montreal is going to be uh, crap this year. And we'll dive into all that tomorrow. <laughs> and you know what else we're going to do tomorrow? We're going to be joined by the great Brad Tunney. Yeah. We're going to make our picks. And you guys will probably make up rules against me <laughs> as to why my picks don't count. Even though the picks I made on air... They're fantastic, but you guys are just making up rules. We're going to go through every NFL game tomorrow. We're going to do a giveaway tomorrow. Do we want to tell the people what that giveaway is? They have to be listening to get it. I think we should. An Andre Drummond jersey signed. A Reggie Jackson jersey signed. I'm staring at them right now. They'd look great hanging from a wall. So if you're listening tomorrow, sometime throughout the show, we're going to tell you a secret word to text in. You text that word in, you got yourself a chance to win a pair of nice Pistons jerseys. The greatest rebounder of all time, yeah, you Andre get, Drummond. You get Mr. Stores Connecticut and then Mr. October. So, oh, wrong Reggie Jackson. That's Oh, bad. come on. <laughs> come on. Did this Reggie Jackson have a nickname around these parts? Uh, yeah, bad. Oh. Just kidding. No, no, no. Reg, Reggie Jackson was, was, was a fun player uh, during his time in Detroit. That that's all I have to say about that. The Pistons okay. season is coming around though. I, I'm sure we'll get into it in the next couple of weeks, but just real quickly, Asar Thompson getting that starting job in the opening preseason game. Uh, you and Jade Brad are and salivating. Ivy, I know. Jade and Ivy getting pushed to the bench. Former fourth overall pick. Is he a bust? Because he he's getting moved to the bench. That's your James. Yeah, I mean, trade him logic. for a pass rusher. I was about to say, getting <laughs> getting getting a pass rusher for the no. I. I well, I'll, I'll tell you. He's I, only going into his second year. I'll be more in depth with the Pistons. can't call him a bust yet. I'll be more in depth with the Pistons this year. Watching that game in, what was it, Paris last year? Mm-hmm. I, I, wanted, I, wanted pull, I wanted to just pull my eyes out of my socket watching well, him play basketball. It was absolutely atrocious. Who? Ivy. Jaden. Oh, what were you in Paris or something? No, Why I was, was watching on TV. Watched? Well, because it, it was like a special game because it was in Paris. It was during the afternoon. 
I think there's a Mexico game this year, if I'm not mistaken. Really? I believe there is. Well, there's a London game every week in the NFL, so, and that's that. That has worn off for me, by the way. That there's no, I don't. Not that I don't wake up for them. You know, I, I wake up probably around halftime on a Sunday morning at this point. Uh, <laughs> of the one o'clock games, n- nothing. No, <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, nothing is gluing me to uh, to those London games anymore. It, it's been it's been the oversaturation. It's it's what the NHL did with the Winter Classic. It's what uh, every sport's going to eventually do with Christmas, where people just just turn it off. In my opinion, and it's what WWE did the Money in the Bank. All right, it's 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 it's, right. it's it's too much. I don't care. Raven, I don't care anymore. It used to be a big thing. I don't care. Ravens Titans. That's the London game. Little old rivalry from the last couple of years, looking to be reunited. We'll do our picks tomorrow with the famous Brad Tunney, and then we'll give away some. Pistons jerseys. We'll talk about the Red Wings and I'm sure we'll squeak some lions in as well. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the payoff sponsored by the forward corporation.